Hi everybody, so my name's Phil, uh, this is Roll Alone solo RPG playthrough stream and this is a session zero basically. Um, what I'm going to do is just explain why I'm doing it, how I'm going to do it, why you might want to do it perhaps, that type of thing. So why, why solo? Basically one of the things is the challenge of actually managing to do it, it's an interesting challenge. Other people have done it, but it doesn't mean that you can't try and take it on yourself. Uh, plus, it's not always possible to get a group together. And the other thing is that if you play in a solo play style, there's no compromise. You can play in your own style. So if you want to go full murder hobo or hour-long monologuing, who's going to stop you? Also, there's no waits for your turn. So you don't have to wait for your next goal because you're doing everything. So, basically... I'm going to try and keep this light, not for too long. It's just to try and give you a bit of grounding in how my campaign will work. If you're interested, fantastic. Hopefully, you know, you'll come back and you'll want to watch again, that type of thing. So, issues with playing solo. Well, okay, what's the issues with playing solo? Numbers. Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition It's designed around a party of usually four to six. So, how are you going to keep a character alive? Right. Well, let's have a see here. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the Gestalt route of matching two classes together and taking the best of each. So all that, uh, well, basically, every time I level up my character, I'll dual level, so I'll be taking the best, best of both. But I'll, I'll be using a sidekick as well. So I've gone for a fighter companion with defence, and then that way it'll make it more difficult for the opposition to attack my player character. Now I'm going to start at level four. There's a problem with level 1 characters is that they are just very, very squishy. So I'm going to be playing a Wizlock at this stage, level 2 Wizard, level 2 Warlock. I've optimised the build a little bit by selecting a Gnome for its intelligence stat and more specifically a Forest Gnome for the dex boost. I've also taken a starting feat like a variant human. It's something my group likes to start off with, as it allows you to add a bit more flavour to your initial character build. So I've taken Tough to boost my Norm Wizlock and try and keep him in the fight a bit longer. As he's level 4 now, I've also given him another feat, which is Spell Sniper. My thinking behind a character build is I'm going to try and blast opponents from as far away as possible with a Spell Sniper and soften them up before they get into the melee range and they use Hexblade abilities once they get into combat. The wizard type is a warcaster, so you can use arcane deflection if you get hit, and tactical wit to push up the initiative order. Plus, the eldritch invocation mage armor will hopefully make them slightly harder to hit. Every character that should hopefully survive for a while at least. So, world building then, I've created a hex map using hex kit from Corner of Negative Energy and Highland Paranormal. That's actually up here on the screen. I'm going to hex crawl around this to go adventuring. What is one of the weakest parts of 5 Heat? Travel, basically. They've tried, but it doesn't really work, even in the, with the unearthed arcana modifications that they've made. Therefore, I'm going to be using a adapted travel mechanic, downcrawl RPG, with some one-ring RPG modifiers thrown in. And it's going to work on the assumption that one hex is 20 miles the max at a norm called pushing one day on hard track. So moving one hex in best possible conditions would take one day. Downcrawl works on the assumption of no long rests whilst journeying and that for each journey you should create a journey clock which I'll borrow 
Alongside that, I'll be using the terrain modifiers from the One Ring RPG. I'll show you this in action when I do the live playthrough. Hopefully it shouldn't be too complex. How am I going to generate encounters and dungeons? Oh yeah, so this is a character sheet. This will be one I'll be using. D&D Beyond. Nice fingers. Now they've put uh, dice on it so you can actually roll a dice. And you'll be able to see on screen, hopefully, what my results are. So let's see there. Go on, roll the dice. See what we get. Mm, let's have a look at those results. Not brilliant. But anyways, yeah, that'll be my character, Granville Dijon. But I'll go through that a little bit more when I actually play a proper playthrough. So, yes, I will be using... Where was I? I'll be using these Nord cards to generate monsters, etc. Things like that. So if we get anything interesting, like a critical hit, the GM version or the player version, or when I go through different types of terrain, I'll be able to bring in things like these wandering monsters, be able to roll them up on a table, see just exactly what it is it wants me to get you know, into action with. There's all these different selections, roll a D100 and see what will happen. So we'll go along with that and see what happens. As well as that, I'll be using some of the uh, encounter tables and generators from, hopefully if this comes up in a second, there we go, from uh, Free Alagans, uh, probably haven't spelled, uh, pronounced that right, but there you go, uh, Forbidden Lands. Uh, this has got tables and generators that you can go through. I'll use them, compass them into the game. So that's great. Right, and when it comes to actually being in a dungeon or in an environment, people are going to want to see maps.